partnerships can make you or break you. From the boardroom to the bedroom, having the wrong people in your life can make it a living hell. If you want to win big, you've got to bet on the right people. Join your host, David and Patricia Carlin, each week as they sit down with high-level entrepreneurs, celebrities, financial advisors, authors, experts, and more to tell us the secrets to their success and the relationships that have accelerated their success. Their mission is simple. They just want to make more money by helping you make more money. If you're not ready to radically increase your income, this is not the podcast for you. If you are, keep listening to the Betting On Us podcast. So we are here today with Jordan and Jen Harbinger. So our podcast is about speaking to the most powerful couples in business and how you not only survive it, but how you actually really make how you profit from a business together. What we want to do today is just have you do your own intros. So for you, Jordan, we'd love for you to be able to give your background on how you got there. I know that you started out as an attorney and Mm -hmm. that is a huge jump to where you are today. And it's, it's more interesting, the fact that we've been seeing that so many times now is from people who, um, are coming from either being in a being a lawyer, being in real estate, being in totally different positions than they are today and getting into podcasting, how you started your podcasting company and just how you two work together. So I'll let you take it from here and give us a little bit of background and then we'll get over to your wife, Jen. Sure. So I, like you said, I used to be an attorney and I think I was the first lawyer to ever quit and do something else because they didn't like the job. I think that was me. (laughs) And yeah, I started getting into podcasting before I quit actually. And even in law school, I was doing podcasting. I was like, this is fun. It's like the radio. And then I started moonlighting and uh, on my job on Wall Street, I was moonlighting at Sirius XM satellite radio because my I did a guest appearance there because of the podcast. And they were like, hey, you should do your own radio show. And I was like, okay, as long as it's at night because I have a job (laughs) and they wouldn't like this necessarily. But I was like, it's Manhattan. I can take the train on Friday night and just go straight up there. So that was cool. And I really fell in love with radio and podcasting big time. And then like the economy started to take a nosedive in 2007, 2008. And I was like, I can get another job if I if I want to, but it'll be another job that I don't want. And it was just kind of like, is this, and I don't believe in signs, but I was like, this is a good time to take this opportunity to just not get another job. And also people around me won't be like, oh, you're a failure. If everyone's getting laid off and the economy's in the tank and I do a startup, (laughs) it's not like, what, you're an idiot, you're a failure. It's who knows, the economy's in trouble. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, this is a great time to do a startup business and and just do this thing. And it was funny because all these, a lot of friends of mine, I owe some of my dumb friends, they're smart, but some of my dumb friends (laughs) doing dumb things, some credit because one of my friends was like, I'm gonna just, go for it with music. And I was like, what are you talking about? We're lawyers, right? Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> we're all getting laid off. I'm 27. I'm just going to go to different bars and play music because now is the time. And I was like, if this idiot thinks he's going to be <laughs> the next John Lennon, I'm going to at least do my podcast, which is making money and like already has an audience. If this guy thinks he's going to get away with, you think you're going to play the freaking harmonica and like strumming a guitar and with the little metal holder thing. I'm like, right. if you think you're going to make a living doing that, I am dumb if I don't try to make my business work. I what? No. Like, Could you bring your no. friend on? Give him a call. Let's see where he's, he's at. <laughs> yeah, no, he's busking at a subway station. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't make it. And I know that because he like clerked for a Supreme Court justice instead. <laughs> he's all right. He'll be fine. Shout out to your friend. Yeah, shout out to your friend. To, <laughs> Keep uh, your dreams to alive. Home. Yeah. He, so he, he, he can still go after it. Yeah, he can no, his dreams are dead. His dreams are dead. Oh, he's sure. going for a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> that was not his dream. 
His dreams died at a bar in Alphabet City. <laughs> Do you know, it's, it's funny. I actually, it's the unfortunate, like we're in, obviously we're in payments, so we're in payment processing. We have a lot of lawyers around us, attorneys around us, and mm. it's shocking. So I wanted to also be uh, a lawyer when I was a kid. I used to walk around, I 100% thought that's what I was going to do in my life. And then I talked to so many different lawyers where they're like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about doing this. I'm like, but didn't you go to school all those years to be a lawyer? And they're like, yeah. And then once I got here, I want to also do other things. It's good that you actually took the leap and became an incredibly successful podcaster. Yeah. Um, there's an element of luck in there. There's some twists and turns along the way, but we have time for that later. Yeah, I think you have the person above you, at least on our screen, that Jen, where is the person who's really probably helped you along the way. And Jen, I'll, I'll make it easier for you. You know, besides a little bit of your backstory, we always tell people to go on social media, put yourself out there, put your business out there. But the unusual way that you guys met was essentially, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, was social media. So mm. because of social media, not only is the podcast flourish, but that's how this all essentially between you two started. So Jenny, if you could give a little backstory about yourself and then how you guys met, obviously it's a really interesting story. We met on Twitter, not really the way I, it's not... <laughs> I guess uh, I slipped into your DMs or you slipped yeah. into my DMs. I don't know. I'll take the first way. Yeah, you can just, we can just go with you slid into my DMs. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. Sure. Um, but I was a huge fan of his podcast and I started a Twitter account and I didn't know who to follow. I was listening to the podcast. Oh, I'll follow Jordan. And I noticed he had some really funny tweets. So I just followed him. And when he messaged me, he, 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 I uh, was like, oh, hey, ha have we met? Or are you just a fan of the show? And I was so excited when I got his message. I was like, I can't believe he messaged me back. I only follow like three people at the time. And I'm not big on social media. And I found out about Jordan through my brother because he introduced me to the podcast. And I told my brother, Glenn, I was like, Glenn, Jordan just messaged me on Twitter. He was like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we we just started talking to each other. And then... We happened to both be living in LA at the, at the time and we met and hit it off right away. What was the, what was behind that tweet? Was it just a fan of the show or were, was, was, was this what you wanted to end up being married with your first kid and mm. working second together? Kidding. Second kid. Sorry. We have two yeah. now. Yeah. Well, we should fire our assistant because <laughs> he said, but what was Jordan? the message? Was it just, I love your show or? Yeah. I was like, oh, I love your show. And I really love your take on things. I didn't, I never thought it would be anything more than. You didn't think we were going to get married and have two kids. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't see that far ahead. You didn't I mean, game this yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. But when we met, I just thought, oh my gosh, Jordan's such a genuine person. I was kind of really mm -hmm. curious to see if he would be like he is on the show. And he pretty much is the same in person as he is on the show, which is really refreshing. I thought there's a chance he could just be putting on a character or so it was really nice. And, but when we met, I was actually moving that same week up to San Francisco. That's why it, it um, escalated so quickly because while we were talking, I was like, oh, I'm actually moving. So Jordan. That's literally what happened. <laughs> yeah. So when we met, we're just, it was like, oh, well, at least I'll get to meet Jordan. It'll be my last hurrah in LA before I move up to San Francisco where my family is. And we really hit it off. 
So we did a little bit of long distance for six months. <laughs> and then that yeah. was it. And then, so, so Dave, we also have this, we literally met, moved in together after two and a half or three weeks. He mm-hmm. proposed three and a half months, three months later, maybe. And then we got married a year later and here we are 10 years. So it, it, wow. I, I think those things, and I was actually going to ask you, so I could already tell from Jordan, Jen, I'll ask you this. Do you think in business and cause I, I truly believe that it's a great sense of humor on being a, that really keeps a relationship going that even when times are tough, even when you're going through the, just the thick of things. Jordan has, I can already tell a kind of very similar sense of humor, at least, or very funny. Do you think that his sense of humor impacts the way that you guys have your relationship to, do you think it definitely helps? Is it a factor in what you brought you together? Uh, Yeah, I think Jordan. Jordan. (laughs) He's like, please answer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he wants to know. He wants to know. Is it, is his, is his sense of humor a driving force in the strength of your relationship? Um. <laughs> She's like, mm, nah, I don't know about that. Um, I don't know if it's a driving force. If he lost his but- podcast, would you still be with him? No. <laughs> There is some history to that, <laughs> but right, Jordan. Yeah, but don't hand it off to me. They're asking you a question. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, so so Jordan did have to restart his podcast back in 2018, mm-hmm. and it was probably one of the toughest part, toughest things we've ever had to go go through together. It really tested our relationship, but we just. I'm trying to think how to best say this. We could always edit it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, it actually made our relationship a lot stronger because I ended up working a lot closer with Jordan than I ever had before. Before I was more just helping him schedule things. And then after we had to restart the podcast, I became more of his right hand gal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a lot more involved in business decisions and uh, it's really made our relationship a lot stronger. I don't know if it's the humor does help. It makes life a lot more fun, (laughs) but I don't know if that's what has made our relationship stronger. (laughs) It it was probably this. And and I was going to actually say that. So I read in one of your interviews about the fact that you put out the fires, right? That you go around and you put out the fires, which I think that's so important. And Jordan will all let Dave take over from here. But I think that it does build. We've also gone through, I think every couple goes through something that it's completely and totally life-changing where we also had something very similar in what, two, three years ago, that had, four years ago. And it disrupted our whole entire world. It, it literally was like a hurricane came through and it was having to recalibrate and start over and really figure out what are we going to do from here? Really tested both of our tested, both of us pushed us to the absolute brink and limits of ourselves. And then us as a couple together, and it was all related to business. So what do you want to add Dave? And I, why am I asking Enough about that. But, <laughs> but, Jordan, I want to ask you a question because probably a lot of people are going to be listening, want to know, even like ourselves and other people, a lot of people are starting podcasts and even 
But you have people that are really niche and you're like, why are you starting a podcast? And we're always telling all the people that work with us or sell for us for our various different companies, like start a podcast. You never know who you can meet. Mm-hmm. For people who are starting out outside of the equipment and all that stuff, what are some of the things that you would say that would be the, are the keys to your success in, in running a successful podcast? And how long should someone actually wait until they actually know they could find success. Like it doesn't happen overnight. I know that's damn sure. Yeah. I always tell people not to do podcasts if they want to make money because it's like the slowest way to get money online. And most people, they'll look at something like TikTok and they're like, Oh, look at my followers. I've been doing it for a year and I have 190,000 and I can get a sponsorship from a toothpaste company. They're in my inbox, whatever. But with podcasts, it's cool. I've been doing this for somebody might be doing it for five years and they're like, yeah, I have 30,000 or 12,000 and I'm getting sponsors. If I like walk over hot coals and, and give them a really good deal and beg and borrow or whatever, steal ideas from other people to get sponsorships. Like it's really tough. And so you won't stick with it generally if you're doing it for money, because it's not lucrative for 99.99% of people or at least 99%. And there's 2.4 million. So you actually have a better chance of winning the lottery than you do of having a successful show that makes you a living. And when you put it in terms like that, then most people who are going to do a show will just be like, they'll either be delusionally confident. Oh, mine's going to be great because I'm so great. And those people need to fall on their face a few times, but other people, will be like, okay. And they'll go do something else. And if you're not in love with it, you're just going to go do something else anyways, because I think most podcasters quit before episode 10. And I think I was really on episode 500 something when it was like, oh, we're making a bunch or 400 something when it was like, this is a living now. And that was on my old show. So it was like seven years in before, or maybe it was five or six years in before it was really like, this is lucrative. So I, I think most people don't expect that. And they think they're special and they think they're, but podcasting, remember like, celebrities try podcasting and they quit because they're like, oh, it's hard. And you can't just be famous and have Instagram followers and have them all convert to your show because turns out nobody cares what you think when you don't have anything to say. And if you're just like a pretty face or a good athlete or something like that, go ahead and start a podcast and see how your personality holds up because now you're not on video. You're not on Instagram. Nobody's editing you into a 15 second soundbite. Like this is you for an hour And if you can't hold your own, you're screwed. And people find that out the hard way every day. And I kind of like it because all these like cocky celebrities will come into podcasting and I'm like, see you in a month when you've quit because you made $12 instead of 12 million. Yeah. And that's, that's in general, that's even just with business, right? And it's funny. I even came to the realization, something you touched on is like how, if you're going to do it, enjoy doing it. And if you Mm -hmm. make money, what you're saying is you make money later on, that's just a bonus. And even for our social medias, we were always behind the scenes. We never really had to be in front, but now we have to with the things that we're doing. And I'm like everybody else. I found myself trying to follow trends or what should you post? How should you? And I finally came to realization. I'm like, I'm going to have fun creating my content. And if people like it, that's just a bonus. If I get business from it, that's a bonus, but I had fun making it. And that's where I switched. I love what you said with that, but with the podcasting world, do you think it's enough if someone does a podcast and they just stream it on their Instagram? Do you think they need to be omnipresent across all channels and pumping dollars behind it? Or do you think organically someone could just interview people every single day and have fun at it? And maybe let's say years down the road, it would be beneficial for their business. 
It's hard to say. I if I'm going to put a podcast out, I want it to be on in podcast channels, not like on Instagram. Yep. I don't even really use those because most people don't have the attention span. Like if you're podcasting and you're available on Apple and Spotify, great. That's where people are going to listen to an hour long show. If you're putting stuff in YouTube shorts and Instagram reels and you're hoping that it converts to your podcast, it's good luck. I would say that's not very likely. And I would also say that it depends on your business. If you're trying to get consulting gigs and you're doing a show about the topic that you're an expert in, it's a great way to build trust. But if you are doing, if you're selling clothing and you do a podcast about your life, it's going to be a harder sell because people might, your fans might buy from you to support you, but it's not going to go, podcasts don't go viral. And when they get shared a lot, it's not because the creator makes great clothing. Like it's a different medium. And Jen, do you... So when the podcasts are done, Jen, are you pretty much like, in, I know, let's say Jordan's on the show and he's running the show and that's, I guess, his lane. And then you have your lane all on the back end of the, of the company. Do you guys like ever, do you tell him what to say or who to have on the podcast? Or does he tell you in the same breath how to do the, how to handle the back end of the company? Do you guys have like church and state or do you work together on everything? Mm. She can watch your um, words carefully. <laughs> she <knows she's> <laughs> <laughs> I would say we, we, the good thing about us working together is because we do have to meet constantly throughout the day just to check in with each other. But we do, I take care of the financial part. I do a lot of the ads, slotting all the episodes and the placement of the ads. So I check in with him, but I don't have too much say on the people that he interviews. The people he interviews generally it's are topics that he's interested in. But he'll check in with me and the rest of the team to you if he's unsure. But we're generally in our own lanes. Would you say would you agree with that, Jordan? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I would agree with that. And do you guys yeah. do like how how we do it. So like for our company, this is kind of what I'm asking is like for our companies, we have multiple different companies. And we're neither of us is the CEO of any of the companies. We just work. I said, we're weird that way. Anyways, we just work, work every single day. It's like bombs going off and just ups and downs and highs and lows seven yeah. days a week. Mm -hmm. Just, and obviously there's big decisions, right? Like we never do anything big, but let's say there's, let's say you have a hundred million dollars in the bank and you see something that's going to cost 50 million. Obviously 50 million? we can't talk about that <laughs> out here, but let's say you want to take 50 million of the dollars. You wouldn't just go all in without consulting each other, but on the right. small things, we don't really do much consulting. We just go with our gut and just, Hey, I want to do this or, Hey, I want to get this person or whatever it may be. So for you guys, in terms of the dynamic of the financials of the company and just anything new, is that something you guys share together? Or is that something you guys just, again, stay in your own lanes? Uh, I think we talk about a lot of business together all day, just because it's so we're so involved in it together. When we first started dating Jordan's dad, I was working in tax, actually, tax accounting. Yep. And Jordan's dad said, whatever you guys don't ever work together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, of course. No, like I, the thought never even crossed my mind. It wasn't even like a year or two later that we ended up, it ended up just working out where I was sick of my job and Jordan really needed help within the business. So I was like, I'll just quit and help you guys out temporarily. And then um, we ended up working out really well together. And I think it's because I don't have aspirations to be like the face of the business or 
I don't have, we just, I'm more of a numbers person. I like working in the background. Jordan likes doing like the big business, business strategy, and also being the face of the company and doing all the talking. So it works out where we both have our own strengths and we just complement each other well. And it ended up working out. So we've been working together since 2015, I think, which is, oh my gosh, seven years. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> she, is, she is the numbers person, Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's got for you, Pat, right? Where I, some people have FOMO, like fear of missing out. She has phobia, fear of being included. So we'll put it at the end. We're, we're, everyone who wants to uh, schedule Jen in a podcast will drop it and get her booked everywhere. Like, no, I do not want to get booked. But Jordan, I'll ask you th- this final question. I really appreciate having you guys on here and then we'll uh, promote your channels as well at the end. You know, for other couples that are out there that or partners or whatever it may be or spouses, you get the point, but they're thinking of going into business together. What is the one thing, what's the one thing that you would give them a piece of advice that they're trying to be, find success, not only in their marriage, but in their business? What is one thing that's really worked for you guys that could maybe help somebody else out? Yeah, let's see. That's good because I, I want to say, oh, have boundaries where you don't talk about work, but we don't really have those. Yep. And somehow that still ends up being okay. I think it's because everybody has their own sort of work-life balance. And sometimes one person needs a different balance on a different day. So sometimes Jen's just like feeding the kids, going to Target to get something. And I'm like, I don't want to be like, hey, did you do that thing yet for work? So I'll put it in an email. She'll see it later. I don't, I try not to nag about things because I realize she's, she will get it done when she gets it done. And that I think has been helpful. So while early on, you might need explicit boundaries, no work talk after 5.30 PM, unless it's an emergency or something like that. I think once, as you get older, those boundaries almost become like unspoken where we're at the zoo. I don't want to talk about guest booking, that kind of thing. And I think that's been helpful because there's a sanity element that needs to be preserved in a relationship. Because if, if, it's, if every day at home is like going to work, you have no refuge from the job. Yeah. And actually that's like, awesome. well, well, no, but it's, it's, I think that's really important because I think that even what you said, I think people are so tied into regurgitated cliches where it's mm-hmm. like all these rigid things you're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be getting up at three o'clock in the morning, working out, saying, meditating for an hour and all these things. And while that's good for some people that do it, the reality is that like the thing about people have told me, you really have to implement what you just, the number of times I've heard that, right. You have to stop talking about work. I'm like, when you're building a business together, if you truly as a couple want to build a business together, you cannot have that off switch where I'm going to go and I can't even tell you the number of couples we've spoken to where even through our programs where one of the big contention points is he or she six o'clock, we have children, they need to stop talking about work. I'm like, but what if there's an emergency? What if you mm-hmm. have an idea? What am I going to, what if all of a sudden, Jordan, you have a great idea and you want to Jen go stop, do not save it for the next day for me. Right. And I think that's true. As you do get older, you start to develop and you, and the stronger your relationship is, you already know, like I could turn to Dave and be like, he'll show me TikTok videos. They're like, by the way, we should, and I'm like, Dave, if I see your face one more time on a TikTok video, I am going to shoot myself. But seriously, <laughs> but we're able to do that to each other. Like at eight o'clock at night, I don't want to, I don't want to look at his video. Like, I just don't want to look at it. So we can do that. But if it's like an idea, so I, I really like that point. I think for couples that are out there, just to know that stop reading these books, stop listening to people that are telling you, you have to stay in this 
tiny box and follow it because otherwise you're going to, you're going to fail as a couple or you're going to fail in business mm-hmm. together. And then Jen, I'll, for you, what do you think it, that's a similar, what do you think? Is it staying in your lane? Is it, what is it for do you? you? Want, do you want to argue his point or would you? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Do you want to, are his, you know, bring out the lawyer in him? Do you want to? Yeah. So Jordan, it's all business. Like he, he has business on his mind all day long. Mm-hmm. So it's natural for him to just bring it up all the time. And I don't mind it. But I think if it weren't for me, we wouldn't have much of a life outside of work. Like I have to make an appointment to plan our social lives. So I'll make sure we connect with relatives, Jordan's parents in Michigan. We talk to them every week or extended relatives. We have monthly Zoom calls. I have to schedule those. And I make sure that we plan fun things, the holidays, because otherwise we actually work through holidays and weekends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. we have to, I, I think it's important for me to round out our lives a little bit. <laughs> otherwise, it's really easy to just, the business is endless. There's just no, yeah, there's no way to ever feel like oh, we're done for the day. Um, And unfortunately with this thing, that's always going off 24 (laughs) seven, that it's, it's gift and a curse. I think you're kind of, your point is essentially that it's not a weakness and it's not a strength. You just know different areas that both of you, that maybe Jordan has and you have that Mm -hmm. you need to, Hey, I need to do this or I need to handle this because you just won't. It's just not the way your brain works, which is nothing wrong with that. So, you know, for you guys beyond here, I really appreciate everything you guys talked about. We'll start with Jen and we go to Jordan. Jen, where can everyone find you to book you on their podcast? I'll ask you just one question before we go to Jordan. You guys can plug everything. <laughs> Do you play the podcast for your kids at night to go to sleep? Mm. <laughs> no, but I think it would be really cool. Jaden is two and a half. And I think it would be really cool when he's older to be able to listen to Jordan and hear what what his daddy was like a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that though, because I, you have history now and I couldn't even, like I find my mom used to be on news stations. You do you one know, of the books. Was, Remember, like, yeah, the books exactly. Reading there, the books, yeah. Yeah, cool. And she, so she was on, she used to go on news segments and stuff and she has these old cassettes right now. My brother's actually converting the VHS to things. I cannot wait to watch my mom on the news just to be able to see that. So now like just to be able for your children to hear Jordan's perspective on everything in life. Like think how far it's going to be evolved and you're going to be talking about things to be like, what are you talking about? What is this? So I think that's amazing. Jordan, where, where can everyone find the podcast? Sure. Where can everyone find you online? Sure. I'm at Jordan Harbinger on all social media. And the show is called the Jordan Harbinger show, H-A-R-B-I-N-G-E-R. And I would love if people came and checked us out, if they're smart and they like intelligent conversation. Don't be not that they can stay away. Yeah. (laughs) Don't be in any watch the show. That's right. (laughs) Thank you guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Sorry for making you talk so much, Jen, but (laughs) you did amazing. So it was good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate both of you. Thanks for listening to the Betting on Us podcast. If you appreciate the content on the show, please leave a five-star rating and review and send this to someone you think needs it. Keep betting on yourself, and we'll see you on the next episode.